Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories, I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. So today we are recording the Nova show and I have the Gomez brothers with me. I've got Ruben and Miguel. So guys, introduce yourselves. Yes. Hi, Kathy. Uh, we're so excited to be here. Honestly, it's uh, it's very cool that uh, I feel like, you know, somebody wants to hear our story and, mm-hmm. and what uh, we've kind of gone through. And I hope that, I think my biggest thing with this is hopefully, you know, we can bring something to somebody and kind of spark that, uh, that idea that, you know, they've been waiting for. Yeah. Love that. Yes. Yeah. I think the same thing. We're very excited, right? We heard about the show a couple months ago earlier this year, and uh, I knew we'd be on it sometime, but <laughs> I didn't think it was yes. this early. So <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I think we have a lot to share and, and things that could help. And, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. And I, I don't think we introduced ourselves. So my name is Miguel Gomez um, and we own a, a mortgage company and a real estate company together with my brother and I feel like we've been working for for years now. Uh, we've been working together, and it's you know it's been definitely a journey. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. So my name is Kathy Moore. I didn't introduce myself either. I am a Novation coach for uh, the development coach for Novation Title, and I absolutely uh, have been huge fans of you guys since you started. And I was friends first with Ruben, and uh, Ruben was the tender age of 19 when I first met him. We met through NAREP. Mm-hmm. And I remember that first, uh, yeah. that first meeting that we had, and you walked in, and I was like, holy crap, the energy just like <laughs> elevated, right? The, the energy, the noise, everything. <laughs> I remember that, that day for sure. Well, it's fun because it's like, to me, it's like NAREP is like my second family, but it's the family I don't ever have to apologize to for being loud in myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like yes. I walked in, I'm like, I am welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then, of course, later I, I met through you, I met your brother Miguel. And I, remember, I will never forget this, you guys. A couple of years ago, when we were at the NAREP convention, and down this long hallway in San Diego, all of a sudden I see these two formidable forces coming towards me. And I'm like, dang, you guys look great. You were just in your suits. You were sharp. You were styling. And I was like, yeah, nice. here you guys are. Here you guys are. I remember that. Yeah, that was awesome. I love that. Yes. Um, all right. So let's start with your story. So who got in? Okay. So first, tell everybody about your family. Because I feel like real estate and loans, it's like, it is a family affair with yeah. you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, we can't talk about real estate without getting into our family and, you know, where we come from, because it, it really, it's part of our roots and part of our roots well before we even got to the U.S. Um, our parents had been in real estate. So we're originally from Colombia. We, uh, Ruben and I came at a very young age, seven and five. 
um, to, to the States, to Utah, right? And so we didn't know English, didn't know the culture, but our parents were definitely looking for something else, right? Uh, it kind of got to the point where at Columbia, they, they were like, hey, there's no more options here. Um, but in Columbia, um, they owned a property management company and they they managed several properties and they actually sold that off before coming to the States. And so our roots in real estate really, I mean, it comes back, you know, to our grandparent, who's our, our grandfather, who was the one that actually started that company. Oh, and then, amazing. I didn't know that. yeah. So when he passed away, he actually, my, my mom, nobody else. So my mom's got ten, uh, siblings. 10 siblings. And when he passed away, nobody wanted this company. And she's the one that actually um, she was inherited the one. So it was kind of like, take here, it. take that. <laughs> take whatever's yeah. left. And she took that one. Yeah. So that she inherited is- that from our grandfather. And they, you know, her and my dad then got together and, you know, they kept working at that. So, that got sold off. Uh, we came here and I feel like, uh, like most immigrant stories, you know, they, they started working at McDonald's and, um, two jobs, two jobs. And, you know, all the, you know, the, the normal thing that I think most immigrants go through and, you know, it was a lot of work, but, uh, they, they definitely had a, a vision. They had a goal in mind. And, um, I, I definitely see that in us of that just, you know, that grind, hey, let's just, let's just work. And so we're definitely so grateful for that. And I do feel like we were old enough to see it, right? Mm-hmm. We were old enough to understand what was going on. And they had talks with us a lot of times about, hey, there's a bigger purpose here, right? We're not, we're not going to just work these jobs. Like we're, we're going somewhere, right? And I do remember those, those talks a lot of time. Those conversations, it was tough for us as five-year-olds and seven-year-olds asking, hey, why are you guys working so hard to send money back? Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't only like survive here. It was also like they had debts back in Colombia and family that they were helping. So like we would see them work so hard for years or for the first few years and we wouldn't see anything. Right. Any difference in, in how we were living or anything. So it was those conversations of why are you guys sending so much money back? What's going on? Right. As a kid, you don't know. Um, but they were trying to start fresh here and pay off everything there. So uh, just that grind of not knowing but seeing that they're working hard right they're selling tamales on the weekends right just like doing any side job that they can just yeah. to get by we so, passed out like phone books yeah. and they would take us with them like with them so like i remember packing the back of the car with phone books and we would go and like drop off phone books and it's just that that grind right like trying to get trying to get a, a better future and but i do remember the day that they paid off their debt you remember that when, you know, they were excited. They were like, Hey, we, we're done. we feel like we can start fresh here. And so wait, how long, how old were you when that day happened? How long did it take? Oh, I think, I think it probably took almost two years, probably two years yeah. That's yeah, awesome. almost two years into, into being here and paying for stuff here and still sending money back there to, to pay off their, their debts over there. That's that amazing. So um, but shortly after they got into it, and I know that, you know, we're kind of starting this story out with their story, but I feel like it's such a huge part, of, part of you of why we are where we are now. Um, but yeah, shortly after the, my mom got into real estate again, she became a loan officer and, uh, she became a loan officer and then my dad became a real estate agent. And so they would, you know, kind of like we do now, they would tag team, deals together right she was she would do the loan my dad would do the real estate part of it and uh, we've seen a huge amount of growth um, through that 
And we really seen our lives completely change um, by then. In a matter of years, I mean, by the fourth year we were here, we were already owning a home. Um, my parents uh, later on started buying more homes, right? Um, so this was pre-2008, 2009. So uh, they, you know, received very quick success. And we saw that. We yeah. we were t- going towards like a, you know, this fairy tale uh, raising or or teenage years because we would ask them like, hey, how are we going to pay for college? They're like, don't worry. We'll sell, we'll sell a house. We'll pay for college, right? <laughs> And, and that's what it was, yeah. right? It's like, hey, what car do you want? Hey, don't worry. Like, we, we have it covered by the time you guys are teenagers. Yes. Um, but little did we know. I mean, that's not the point. That wasn't the, the what old, happened, right? Yeah, well, 708 came shortly after that, and uh, they weren't ready for it. And uh, I think it was a blessing in disguise. And the more we look at it now, um, seeing, because we were, in, we were teenagers, and seeing that downfall. And, and one thing about our parents is that they they never shielded us from it, right? It was never like, oh, everything's gonna be okay. Like, no, they were they were straight up with us. And they said, hey, look, here's the situation. Here's what's happening. And, and we got to see that. We got to see the downfall of everything they had, they had created over the last eight Five, years six, almost. Seven. Yeah, almost so. Uh, we got to see that. And I think during that time, obviously, as a teenager, we don't, you know, you don't see what that means, but um, it was humbling. And it was humbling to, you know, go back to a small apartment and, you know, from owning several homes that they got to own and then going back to an apartment and, and really seeing what that was like. And then at that point, we really got started into into working. And so, um, but it taught us a, a lot. It taught us um, to, it, I think the biggest thing, and I always tell this story about my my dad and, and and you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so hopefully I don't get emotional. But um, during that time, I, I always tell the story of like, you know, there was one time we were sitting, like having dinner and, and I told my dad, I was like, dad, like, what the heck? You know, because we, you know, we had seen it and then now we don't have it. And his response to me was, was, you know, son, I've, uh, God has never left us. And, and just to see his faith through the thick of it, you know, and, and him trying to still provide for us and stuff. And just to see his faith through that, it was huge for me. You know, it, it, it really, it really taught me a lesson and we were going to be fine. You know, he said, we're going to be fine. We're going to be all right. And, and that strength through that, I mean, I've taken into everything after that, you know, because shortly after we, you know, we ended up having kids and, you know, maybe you can kind of say, Ruben, like what, what you kind of felt through that before we get into like our kids' stories. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was tough. I was probably going through middle school, high school, and you were, you know, ending high school. And it was a change where I started middle school. Um, in South Jordan, big, huge house, right? Having everything, being able to do whatever I wanted, essentially in clothes or um, just buy whatever we wanted, right? We would go shopping in California, which was crazy, right? Uh, But that's kind of where we were headed, right? Where it was kind of showing off in a way where we were, we didn't understand how hard they had worked for this money and and we thought it was easy, right? Um, So, I started middle school through that. And then by the time we ended high school, I was living in an apartment with my dad, right? 
Um, so it was a huge drastic change, but very humbling, right? Where it's like, now you know who really cares about you or who's really next to you. Um, you know who actually matters, right? We, that's when we kind of found out it's just us. Like, it's just our family, right? Um, even in through high school, it was like you lose friends with because of that, right? You lose uh, popularity or whatever it is. Um, so that's where we really found out, like, it's just the four of us at that point, right? It was just me and Miguel and our parents. Um, and we really stuck to that. And, and even to this day, like, yeah, I have some friends, um, but you won't catch me out at parties. You won't catch me out at bars or anything like that with friends, just because our our family is everything to us. Um, so I think that was the most, what we learned the most, that if we have each other, like, nothing else matters. Like, we'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. And I think that's that's I'm like he said, it was a blessing in disguise, because if we wouldn't have gone through that, I think we would be very different adults at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, we learned a lot through that. I think it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and like we said, I think it's it's something that we take on even now with what is happening currently in the market. And when this whole thing started, I feel like we went back to that right back to that. Hey, we're gonna be all right, right? We're gonna be all right. It's still, we're still here. It's still the four of us. We've already gone through it one time. You know, we'll get through it again. And so, um, I think that experience to take that into today's market has been huge. And and you know, like what I said, you know, with with my dad's faith, I always go back to that. Like I keep remembering that story, and and keep remembering like, hey, he was able to have faith through that. He was able to persevere through that. Like we're gonna be fine right we're gonna be fine where we are so um but the rest of our story kind of um from there it, it builds up pretty quickly um i into a very short relationship uh less than two months and you know she was pregnant and i was now having a child and you know we were just we were still in the thick of it as far as like we're still trying to just survive and so i feel like um, this was another thing and, and one, you know, one big thing to, to the way that our parents had taught us. Um, I remember kind of, obviously I was still a teenager. I was 19 years old and calling my parents and letting them know like, Hey, I, you know, she's pregnant. And, uh, my mom just being like, Hey, don't worry about it. Like we're here for you. You know, we're, we got you. And, and always feeling that support there, I think has been huge, you know, in, in our lives and which is why, we still go back to doing business as a family because, you know, we, we always talk about it. Like I'm pushing for you. You're pushing for me. Like I'm trying to feed your family. You're, you're trying to feed mine. And, and we always go back to that. So um, from there, you know, I ended up having my first child and, and it, it's not that it got easier. Like, you know, we were on like WIC and, you know, having to pay with that and, going to the store and I was I remember telling my now wife like hey like we got 40 bucks like that's it if it goes to 41 like I got no way we're to out. pay that yeah we're out of here like, we got to get something back and so um but that was early on right I was 20 years old and kind of going through this and, and trying to figure it out and and working and through those times still always um during that time what I was doing is I was I was working at a cell phone store like, I, you know, I wasn't doing anything major, but my parents were still in real estate and they, they were always telling me like, Hey, I need you to get in this. Like, I, I need you to start doing this. And I feel like I was always stubborn. Like I was always like, like, I'm not, I, I'm not one to just like, kind of like, yeah, okay, let's do it. 
And uh, and so I kind of fought my dad on it a little bit. And, and I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. But like, I played video games while I was taking my classes. <laughs> and just, I wasn't serious about it. Uh, but he had always told me and, and we kind of started working. And um, I remember right after high school, I went and lived in Houston with my mom. And, you know, we were trying to do, I don't know if you've heard of it, like, like new skin. Yeah. It's like a, new skin's huge out here. Yeah. So we were trying to do that and, and open up that area and she was in it. And, um, and shortly after I came back, I think I, I was only out there for a couple of months and I came back. And when I came back, I, I was a detailer, like just a, an auto detailer. And, and there was a day where I was like, and my dad had already told me, Hey, I need a lender. And so I need you to, I need you to get your license. I was like, okay, sure. I'll get my license. I remember there was a day where I was like detailing cars and it was like 11 o'clock and I sat there and I was like, what am I doing? Like I am bilingual. Like there is no reason why I should be here. Um, and so I think at that moment I got, I got more serious about it and, and really started, you know, trying to get my mortgage license. But I would always tell my dad, like dad, I'm a real estate agent. And he'd be like, yeah, but I need a lender. So I need <laughs> you to get your mortgage license. I was like, all right. Um, so yeah, so shortly after I kind of got my my license, I was 20 years old when I got my- Did you license. have your real estate license before you had your, your lender license? No, so I actually got my lender license. And then two months later, I got my real estate license. Okay. Because I was a real estate agent. <laughs> you said so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> But yeah. Yeah. Around that time, I was what, probably 18, finishing high school. Um, and that was a, I wouldn't say it was a dark moment, but it was, I was living by myself with my dad. And all I was focused on was football at that time. Um, I was working as, as we were playing football, I was also working. Um, and I always knew like my life wasn't just high school, it wasn't just school, but I was also trying to grasp it as much as I could because that was the popularity I have, right? I knew once I left school, like it was reality, right? We didn't have much to go home to or, or things like that. So um, yeah, I just remember it was tough, but we always had family, like yeah. it was yeah. always close. Yeah. 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 And then so, so, I ended up getting my mortgage license. And then after that, um, I didn't really do much with it. I was kind of helping my dad out. Um, and, you know, then I got my real estate license. But I feel like starting out you're in, in 20 years old, I was still young. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so um, I was working at, I had been working at T-Mobile. And then I had heard that they uh, they were opening up Metro PCS. And that was our next move. And I remember we were going to drop off Ruben at Dixie and, and that was tough because we had never been apart like that. Um, so we went to go drop him off his in, at Dixie. And as we were coming back, um, I remember telling my dad, like, hey, dad, like, you know, this thing Metro PCS is coming out. It's not here in Utah. And he kind of just sparked the idea. And he was like, hey, why don't you find out a little bit more about it and see if maybe we can do it? I was like, all right, all right. When I get back, you know, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll look what is Metro PCS? So Metro PCS is like an extension of T-Mobile and it's like their, it's more of their prepaid plans that they gotcha. have. It's kind of like a boost mobile type deal where you don't have to get into a contract and all that stuff. And okay. so um, I had been working at T-Mobile for almost two years as a, just like a salesman there. And, um, and so when I heard about this and he kind of sparked that for me, we, we started looking into it. 
we actually ended up opening a Metro PCS store out here and we ended up doing it with like less than $5,000. Wow. Um, and it just, just from like asking, knocking doors and like, Hey, you know, how do we get this done? And pretty much Metro PCS at that point was wanting to open stores and they were like, yeah, we'll give you guys signage and this and that you guys just need to get inventory. So we're like, cool. Um, so we ended up getting into that. Uh, by that time, I I already had like like I said, my my first child, and we were kind of working through all this, and uh, we were going and spending long hours at at the cell phone store, right? Uh, and, and that was, I think, our first like business together where we actually learned how to work together. We actually grew together. Yeah. And I gotta say, a funny story on that is I went to Dixie, right? They were dropping me off at Dixie. Um, I wanted to go a month early to kind of get a, a feel of the area and, and party. Really, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> and keep it real. <laughs> yeah. So what happened is we started school and I the after the first week that we started school, I came back for a weekend, right? Like two days. Um, and he told me about it. He's like, hey, man, we're in talks about getting a Metro PCS and starting it. Either you're in or you're out. And it was like, I had just started Dixie. I was down there. I had a contract where I was living and everything. And on my ride back, I remember with my friends in the car, which I was supposed to go down there with them to live. Like we were best friends. And I was like, guys, I'm not like staying in Dixie anymore. Like I'm coming back. And they're like, what? We just started school. And I was like, yeah, I'm coming back. Like we have an opportunity to do something and I'm not going to miss out on it. Um, so literally a week into the school, I had to figure out how to like get everything paid for and, and leave and I think like one or two days later I left and, and came back home uh so it was also like that's where it's also been sparked right like it hasn't just been a one thing it's like hey are you in or are you out and I was always in right and we were always together on it um so with that like we were working long hours and, and we'll, we'll tell little stories about how we paid for these phones and things yeah. like that but um, I remember we were working double shifts, right? So we would open up, or I would actually go to work at five in the morning at Marriott um, and then get out at like two o'clock or three o'clock in the day and then come and close at the, the, the cell phone store, right? Uh, so we weren't just working like the cell phone store. We were also working two jobs at the same time, trying to pay our bills. Like I remember my, the Marriott job I had, I would pay for my car and everything else would go to my dad and like, Hey, figure out how to pay the house, like pay the, the apartment we were in. And then whatever is left, like figure out how to pay our bills and things like that. So um, it was humbling in the sense of, yeah, we had a business, but there, we had no, <laughs> we shouldn't have had a business. Like yeah. there was, we weren't even on our feet at that time. Right. We were still crawling, uh, but we opened it. Right. And we, that was our first sense of, you know, ownership working together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that was our first actual business where, where we took ownership of it and, and we were there long hours and, you know, some of the stories that we have on there, like we opened, we got all the inventory and what happens at cell phone stores is like, you know, you're supposed to have like cell phone inventory for people to buy. And, uh, and we didn't, we didn't have the money to, to do that. And so people would pay the phones and we'd be like, all right, cool. I just, I have that one out of stock. And we tell them like, don't worry, they'll come back in like an hour. And we take their money, go to the dealer and buy the cell phone. 
to then like give it to the people. But and you guys, like I have to tell you, like hats <laughs> off to you. Like you figured it out. Yes. And this was humbling. Like I was 18, he was 20 years old. Yeah. And we were talking to grown-ups. Like we were <laughs> yeah. we I were in a it. in a sense, like we were dealing their money. So it was very humbling, like yeah. at a young age, trying to figure that out and be like, hey, like, we got to fake it till we make it in yeah. a sense, right? We have to tell them like, hey, yeah, and we sold them on the phones, right? And even yeah. selling them on giving them, give us, giving us the money, give us the which money, now I look back and I'm like... <laughs> How did people hand us money and like, oh yeah, I'll come back in an hour when you have a phone? Like, that's yeah. just ridiculous. Especially some kid, right? Some 18-year-olds telling you that. Yes, but so, we sold it. it we did. Cool. We worked it. And I think it, it taught us, it taught us to be able to figure it out, right? To to work at it, right? And that was all, you know, my dad, I guess, would be the one be like, yeah, go, you know, go sell them on it and then get the money and then we'll go get them the phone. Right. And uh, and so it really, I mean, we, you know, we we had to do that and it was. It was just what we had to do at that point. And, you know, it, it helped us just get to the point where we just figure stuff out. And it's not, hey, don't dwell on the fact that you don't have it. It's just just figure it out. Right. And that was I think that was a big thing that we learned there. Um, we also had a lot of time when we were there, um, since that was the main thing that I was doing. Um, it actually brought me back to real estate. Um, we ended up putting an office in the back of the of the store and I'd meet with clients there. And we we would tell clients like, yeah, you know, you need to you need to buy a home. Or my dad would be like, hey, so my dad would be like, hey, I need you to meet with this client. I'd be like, cool. We had a desk set up, and you know, I meet with them. And, and at that point, I was so early on in my career, I didn't feel confident giving pre approvals or anything. But back to the same thing, like we were faking it until until we made it. And and um, yeah, it was we were meeting people there and. Um, that's where I really started seeing real estate as, as a career for me, um, because I started working the loans and I started meeting with people and that's really, that's where it gave me the, the, uh, confidence to be like, Hey, I can do this, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it pays great. You know, it, it's starting to, to pay the bills. And so, um, we ended up closing that cell phone store within a year. We uh we actually didn't make it through and I think we we didn't even make it to the year, right? It went it from like, October to like June. Yeah, it was it was short. Like it was, it was short. a short stint. And and I think the biggest thing we got out of that is like we always come out of it and we're like, man, we we messed up on that store. But I was like, it that's what led me to real estate. I mean, that's what and we learned so much. And even now, it's still a cell phone store. Like before mm -hmm. we got the building and, and everything, it wasn't a cell phone store. So we weren't that far off. It's just we needed to learn a lot more about yeah, this. We're so right? young. Uh, so even now we drive by there. It's on uh, 56 and 4100 South. So it's up in the West Valley. And did, did you guys like exit out of it like owing money? Did you break even? Oh, what did you do? <laughs> so I had signed on to everything and, you know, being real here, uh, had signed on to everything. And so when we got out of it, they were trying to they were trying to get almost hundred thousand dollars from me. For the lease. So I actually I was 21 years old, ended up doing a bankruptcy mm -hmm. at that time. And I remember sitting, I remember sitting in the bankruptcy court with the judge and him going, him going, Yeah, what about that land that you're or what about that property that your wife has? And I looked at my lawyer like, what the heck is he talking about? 
And I think it's just because I was so young. I think he was trying to he was trying to kind of bluff me. But, you know, that was that in itself was also a humbling experience to go through that at a young age and and kind of, you know, have to own that. And, and the fact that, hey, like this is this is something that that happened that, you know, we we kind of need to get through as well. And so, um, yeah, so we kind of we kind of got through that that aspect of it. But like I said, at the end of it, we always look back and, and go what did we learn? You know, it, it pushed us into real estate. It, it was what made us go into real estate and, and, and really uh, look at this as a career for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, shortly after that, we, we closed it. And it, it's actually funny because like I said, I, I did that bankruptcy. And um, during that time, my Ruben was living with my dad in an apartment. I was living with my wife and my son in an apartment. And we kind of came to one day, my dad was like, hey, why don't we buy a house? Like, mind you, we had just closed our business. We had, I was, I was about to do a bankruptcy. Like we knew we had to. And um, I got a car repossessed. I went out into my garage, my parking lot because I was at an apartment. I was like, where's my car? (laughs) And like one of those, like, shoot, I didn't even know. (laughs) Right. And this, and it's so you know, I, I love, like, I, I went to Tony Robbins Business Mastery, right? And um, what is it? Uh, Cunningham. Uh, Keith Cunningham. Keith Cunningham. Yeah. And he talks about an interview that he was in. Sorry, kind of getting off subject. No, no, here, no, guys, no, but fine. talks about an interview that he was in where he had just lost, I want to say like $100 million. Or 100, 300, something. Some, it was a crazy years. amount of money. And he had told the interviewer, hey, I don't want to talk about that. Right. And the interviewer kind of went past that and, and brought it up. And his answer to it uh, was, you know what? I went to a hundred million dollar university and a lot of the people privilege of going through that. Yeah. A lot of people don't even get the option of losing this much money, of being able to be involved in something this big. And so I feel like those fails and, and quote unquote fails that I take on that that have happened through my life, I kind of take them on as like you know what, it's just, uh, it's just something that I was able to experience and being able to experience that at 21 years old definitely set me up for where I'm at now because mm-hmm. I was able to learn from it, right? I was able to take on the experience and take it head on, right? Not shy away from it, but take that experience head on and, and go, okay, I don't ever want to be in this again, right? And that kind of yeah. fueling that fire for that next step and and as we get on in our story, I feel like there's another time that happens in our life that we had to make the same decision of like, hey, we take this head on, we take it for what it is, and we move on, right? And and not not dwell on it, right? And so, um, so yeah, so we uh, as this all was happening, uh, my dad's like, hey, why don't we move in together and buy a house? And I was like, okay. So keep I started mind, with keep in mind faith, right? Like going back to yeah. my father's faith. Yes. Where we're losing a business. We're not even on our knees anymore. We're laying we're, down on the ground. We're below <laughs> the floor. <laughs> we're getting sued for a hundred thousand for this lease that we yeah. cannot pay. We got a three-day eviction notice on the door. Like we're getting kicked out of this place, right? Yes. Um, and then my dad's like, Hey, I think we will save money if we just buy a house together. Yes. Um, at this time, it was 2014, 2015, 15, yeah, the market was kind of going back up, but everybody was scared. Like everybody was still scared. Um, and it was seller financing. 
my dad's like, let's find a seller financing home and and uh, try to move in together. So you, you can kind of tell that story because that's your house. Yeah, yeah. So that was my first one. Um, and I remember sitting in my apartment and I got into the MLS and I started looking for homes that were on the market more than two months. And I think I got a list of about 30 homes. Um, and I just started calling every agent on there. And I, they'd answer and be like, hey, is your client interested in seller financing? Um, and keep uh, in mind, we did not have money in the bank. No, like, <laughs> he, was, he was cold calling as cold as you can get because yeah. we did not know how we were going to yeah. pay for this house. We no but we knew if we found an opportunity, we might be able we'll to figure it out. out. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So, uh, so I called about 30, 35 homes. Um, that I, I just I got a list of it and I was like, I'm going to call every single one of these people. And I called every single one of those homes. And there was one person, one agent that said, We might consider it. And I was like, all right. So I called my dad. I'm like, dad, they're saying they might consider it. Like, let's go take a look at the home. It actually ended up being the home was perfect and not perfect in a sense of it was painted or beautiful or no, it was perfect in a sense that it allowed, it had enough room for essentially two families to move in and the basement was already rented out. So it, not only had enough room for us to move in, it actually started making us money. Um, and so we went, we went out, we took a look at the home and they always like to joke with me because I, right towards the end of the tour, like a good first time home buyer I was, I was like, well, if the sprinklers aren't working, I'm not buying it. And they, <laughs> they saw a puddle right where the sprinkler box was and we laughed and we were like, Hearing my dad still to this and day. We were already under contract at this point. Yeah. Knowing that we were going to buy this house with $5,000. Yeah. So the way that that so whole thing went down was. It was ridiculous. Yeah. We went and looked at it and we started negotiating with this guy. The house was empty, except for the, the people that were renting the basement. So we kind of knew he was, he was, he needed something. And the house was already on the market more than two months. And. We started working out a deal and we actually, the, the way that this deal worked out, it, you know, it's God's hand in, in our lives because, um, so we went under contract with a thousand dollar earnest money, which we did not have. Um, but we bought that house with $5,000 and then we told the guy, okay, in, so we bought that house in July and we said, okay, in November, we'll give you another 5,000. And then in May, we'll give you 10,000. And then in November of next year, we'll give you another 10,000 and then I'll, I'll take it off your name. And that's exactly how that deal was. Mind you, we didn't have the thousand dollars for the earnest money, let alone the $5,000 that we had to put down. Um, I think you were at the closing table and we still hadn't found the 5,000. My dad was out trying to look for like yes. somebody to loan him $5,000 yeah. or it was 4,000 at the time. Cause we found the thousand first and then we went under contract and we had to extend it a little bit longer than you usually do on a seller finance. Cause we didn't have the money. Um, so oh, we took 30 days. We took 30 we took days, 30 to days to buy a seller finance home. It's five thousand dollars. Like yeah. anybody would have been like, How close tomorrow, right? Yeah, we were like, so Give us 30 days to close, but you know, luckily the guys stuck it out with us. And and I remember we gave them the five thousand and we were able to borrow that money, and we actually didn't end up that paying back that money until like two and a half, three years later, is when we actually paid back that money. But the first five thousand, but um so we go, we, we buy this house and literally as we buy this house, I get my car repossessed and I just before, and I, no, just after. Um, so just before I got my car repossessed and I was like, Ruben, I need you to get a car for me. And 
blessing in disguise again like i went from having the sports car that i had when you know i was single because your wife was pregnant or yeah, she had she, just had a baby in may yeah, well we were about to have a have a baby and and uh and we needed a bigger car and my car goes and gets repossessed and uh we go with ruben and this is your third car that you're putting on your credit he actually we were actually able to get a suburban which was perfect because i needed a bigger car already and a blessing in disguise i was like what like we took they you know took my sports car and we actually ended up getting into a suburban we moved right after and then i had my second child right after right actually right before we moved into our house um we had we had our second child and um and then so now we were in the house and it was it was great it saved us some money we were making some money downstairs we were paying a lot less than we were even living in separate apartments but then we had so wait it was you yeah. ariana, ariana two babies two babies your dad and ruben and ruben yes and the house and renters downstairs and renters downstairs but the house was huge the house love was it. huge i love like, it it was the best house that we could have found. It really, it really was. And, and like I said, you know, moments that we that we really see God's hand in our hands. That's gonna say divine intervention. Absolutely. Like I look back then, I'm like, man, like there is no way. Like there's no way this happens. <laughs> there's no way this happens. But you know, luckily the guy did it. And and um he actually told me at the closing table, he's like, I think the market's gonna fall. And he's like, That's why I'm selling the house. And I was like, I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I wasn't, it, it didn't matter to me whether the market was falling or not. I needed a place to live. Right. And it saved me money. And I was like, dude, I don't, I don't care. Cause I'm not looking at the, at how much equity I'm going to make. Like, I just need a place to live and save some money and make some, make some money on the side. And so, yeah. um, so yeah, so we actually ended up buying it right after I actually ended up fine filing bankruptcy and, um, and during, you know, in my bankruptcy, I told the judge, Hey, I need to keep my house. And he let me keep the house because uh, I had just bought it. There's no equity in it. And um, but yeah, and so we ended up doing that. And then we had that first five thousand dollar payment coming up. And I remember like we barely had it because we had to make the payment at the end of November and we barely had the money. Um, and I remember telling my wife, I was like, hey, like there might not be much of a Christmas this year, but we got to keep the house. So you know, we're just, we're, we're humbled for that. And I remember that year, you know, I had two kids already. We didn't get a much, much presents. It was just, you know, a few little things and whatever. I remember buying presents like the day or two before Christmas, because that's when, that's when we actually, you know, had some money. And so, um, but yeah, we, uh, I remember also like during that time we paid those 5,000. I remember just sitting in my kitchen at that house and just going next year's got to be better next year has got to be way better than this, you know, and, and just kind of getting myself into a mindset of like, we are going to keep this house. We are going to grind. We're going to work. And, uh, and we did, that's exactly what we did. Um, I remember, you know, telling my dad too, you know, sitting there and now I was older. And so I remember sitting, telling him like, dad, next year's going to be better. Like it's going to be better. And, uh, and it was that next year was the first year I, I made six figures. It was that following year. And it was just a, a it was huge for everybody. Right. I got the license in November that year. Mm -hmm. So the year that we bought the house, I got my license. I was 19 years old. Um, and now it was like, okay, now we're, now we're three of us are grinding. Right. My mom at this point wasn't in the picture. She was, 
um, getting married and, and she had kind of started her own life uh, uh, with her husband and stuff. Um, so she wasn't necessarily in the business part of it, but she was still working. She was in real estate as well, uh, but we were kind of separate, right? Um, so it was three of us in this house, like, we're like, okay, now Just we focus. can all grind and we can all figure this out, right? With our licenses, I was a realtor, I got my realtor license. Um, and so we kind of noticed like end of 20, 2015, like we're changing, like, hey, this is going really well. This is working out. And um, yeah, 2016 came along, that $10,000 payment came along and we were able to make it. And it wasn't just make it, it was like comfortably, hey, we all were able to put it, put, or put in and, and make that payment. And then by the end of 2016, I actually bought my first home, I was 20 yes. years old. And it was a little bit different experience, right? It was still seller financing, but now we have 20,000 to put down at closing. Mm -hmm. And we told the guy, hey, we'll put 20,000 at closing, $20,000 in a year. Uh, so it was a total of $40,000 in a year, but um, everything kind of started changing from 2015 on, right? Once we got our licenses, once we were all kind of settled, um, it, we could see the, the uphill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we decided to start another business. <laughs> and then <laughs> I feel like like any good real estate agent or loan officer, you think, oh, I can do another business. And, and we lost focus for a little bit. And um, we had a really good run. 2016, 2017 was great. And then we thought 2018, hey, let's get into the restaurant business. Now, we're not, you know, by any means, we don't have any experience in the restaurant business, but we do have experience at this point running a business. And not only running a business, we had experience with self financing. And there was, uh, there was a restaurant that we had helped out get into two locations. And um, But wait, before you go into that story, yeah. tell us why the restaurant mm -hmm. business? What did that mean to you guys? Yeah, so so it wasn't necessarily about the restaurant business. Uh, it's not that we have a love for the restaurant business. I feel like we, and from you know our parents, they even going back to their time, you know, they they've they, my mom was just telling me like they made shirts when they were younger, like her and my dad. They had the the property management business. They, I mean, they did so many things, right? And I feel like that's kind of embedded in us. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily that we were excited about a restaurant business. We were just excited to jump into another business that we were doing well, right? We were making a lot of money in, in well, we were making good money in real estate and we were able to take care of ourselves. And um, I think we were always just drawn to, to business. And so um, the way that that came about was we had a client that um, had been at their, they, they already owned a restaurant for 12 years, 10, 12 years, and they had been at their location renting for 10 or 12 years. And we kind of met them and we were like, hey, why don't you buy it? And they're like, what? Like, we never even thought about buying this. And so um, we helped them through the entire process of them buying their commercial, the the building where the restaurant was at, right? It was a successful restaurant. We not only did that, but then we go back in and and obviously I feel like a lot of people, when, when we start business, right? It's kind of a passion. It's kind of something that we like, hey, I like to cook, let's start a restaurant. But there's a whole back into that business to growing that business that that is a, a tough part, right? That is the hardest part of business is how do we grow this? And so um, we had actually helped them now grow it because not only were they at one location that they had been for 10, 12 years, but now we helped them purchase a second location, which is still there today. And 
jump into their second location, which I, I think they had never even thought about it. I mean, they had been open 12 years in one location, didn't even own it. So it was, we helped them a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Finding loans, finding where they could, you know, pay for these machines and things. And everything was brand new now in the second location, right? Um, so they kind of, we seen an opportunity to help them grow. And they kind of seen an opportunity to trust us in, in helping them grow on that aspect that they couldn't find, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have good English. Uh, it was a Mexican restaurant. So they had good clientele, but they didn't know the business aspect of it. They just knew how to grind, right? They were there from 6 a.m. till they closed. Like they were just grinders, which is good. Uh, but now they could see that, hey, maybe if we partner up, we can kind of combine forces and build something bigger, right? Build a mm -hmm. third location uh, a little bit better. Uh, so that's kind of what we did. And that's why we got into the restaurant business. Yep. So we asked them, we, you know, we came to them and we said, hey, you know, we don't know about the, the restaurant business itself, but we know how to grow business. So we know how to get you into locations. We know how to get loans. Uh, we know how to put together business plans and things like that. And that's exactly our proposition to them is, hey, let's partner up on a third location. We're not going to touch your first two locations. Those are yours. But let's partner up on a third location. And obviously on this third location, we were thinking big. We're like, hey, there's a 12-year restaurant. We got history behind us. Just the name alone already pushes. We just need to take this big and that's exactly what we did. We actually ended up getting an awesome location out in Sugar House. Yes, you did. Beautiful <laughs> building. We got a rooftop. I mean, it was yeah, it was amazing. It was huge. Great property. Yeah. So, uh, and that property we built from the ground. I mean, you know, obviously the the building was there, but when we went into that unit, it it was gutted. There was no ground. It was gravel, and we literally took this and planned it all out and planned it from the ground up and you know, the kitchen and everything. Mind you, we didn't have the the experience in the restaurant, but we just love business like that. And so we thought, man, like this would be so cool. We did the, the patio and it was really, it was an awesome, awesome location. Um, the restaurant, we obviously, since we don't know much about um, partnering up on businesses like this, we didn't make them sign anything. And a month before opening, we were like, hey, we're ready to go ahead and get get going, get you guys in here. Like we had been working for a year already without them involved just on this building, on loans, on equipment. Everything was put in and we were like, all right, it's time to get you guys in here. And they were like, yeah, we're backing up. And oh my gosh, we were like, what? Keep in mind at this point, we were already paying uh, rent. Like we had a few months free, but we had already paid like three months of rent when they were like, we're not doing it. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And it was because they had an argument with the brother that the, the recipes were the families and they couldn't just go on and not include the brother. Um, yes. So it was it was a mess. Like for a second there, we were we were about we, to throw in the towel. Yeah. We, were, <laughs> we didn't know how to get out of our loans. Right. Because we had built this like huge restaurant and it's like it's not that easy to just give it up. Yeah. And so. So we uh, a month before. We, you know, just back and, and our parents were involved in this business with us and we were in it and we had all put money into it. And uh, a month before we sat down, we said, we're too far to turn around. And with no experience in the real estate, in the restaurant business, we went and said, we need to learn how to cook. We need to learn how 
to uh, just do this. And this is actually when my mom came back in to yes. partner up with us. So we <laughs> called her. We're like, uh, we need somebody more than just us three. Like yes. at this point, it was just us three. Uh, so one month before opening, she we she put her in. I don't know if she had a choice or not, but <laughs> we brought her on board and we're like, we need you. Like, this is yes. when we need family. And, and we yeah, need all four of us. You gotta come. Yeah. <laughs> we need all four of us right now. So yeah. that's kind of when we all joined forces again. And, and since then, it's always been a sport. But um, yeah. Yeah, she comes in. She actually takes trips to Mexico. We meet with chefs and we're trying to learn and quickly put together a menu and put together all this stuff. And she's flying out to Mexico and taking classes, coming back, teaching us. We actually flew chefs out. And it's just, you know, it goes back to that. Just we'll figure it out. Right. And, and just put your shoulder to the boulder and, and push. And, and that's what we did for that whole month. And I remember telling our spouses and they were like, are you guys insane? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? At this point, I already had a child and we were expecting yeah. our second one. And then he already had I already had my Two, I was about to have my one. third yeah, yes third one so we were it wasn't just us right it wasn't just yes. me and Miguel it was, it was a full family now. we had we had families we had people that depended on us and uh and that's exactly what we did and we said uh before we opened we said we're gonna give this a year and if in a year we haven't figured it out we'll move on from it and uh and some I mean we have so many stories from that like oh yeah just, I mean, they feel like we could go on and on, but it, it's, it was a crazy experience not to, not to fully get into it, but it was, and we stuck it out for a whole year and we learned so much from it. And I feel like by the end of it, we, we had such a better grasp of the restaurant industry, uh, but it not wasn't just a, the restaurant industry. Yeah. Like, we like business, business in general. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Right? Like we thought we knew and yes, we knew some things, but we learned so much more. Yeah. That was like he said, that was a, a $300,000 university that yes. Some don't say they get to pay. Right. Yeah. And, the interesting part is that you, I mean, Ruben knows this, like I ate at your restaurant quite a bit mm -hmm. and I knew that if I just needed a dose of the Gomez family, I could I knew where to find all of you. Because yeah, we you were, were all there. there. <laughs> and I just loved walking in because it was like kids running around everywhere, family everywhere. And I was just like, there were a couple of times I actually came and ate by myself. Yeah. Because it was just like, you know what? Yeah, I gotta eat by myself. Big deal. Let me go to Gomez yeah. <laughs> family restaurant. Yes. And and it was really good, you guys. Like you you did a good job. I I get that you didn't want to keep it, but it's like. Yes. I will give hats off to you, all of you. Thank you. Because Thank you. you guys did a really, really good job. And I, I want everyone to know in the audience, you did not let the loans and the real estate for any of you stop. No. It no. didn't stop. So this is simultaneously happening yeah. in your we life for have, everyone. Yeah. Because your mom and dad didn't let it stop either. No, We actually all had the best year at that point. Like Even though we were doing good before the restaurant, we had the best year in real estate that we've all had. Yeah. So it was still like double jobs. Like it was, it wasn't easy. So we were that we were working. I was working at the office from seven in the morning, eight in the morning till five in the afternoon. And then I was going to the restaurant from five to 11 o'clock till we, till we closed. And that's, it was exactly like Ruben said, we had our best years in real estate because we could not let that go. That was our bread and butter. And that's what, actually um kept us a year kept us 
afloat. But uh, one year, almost to the day, we sat down and we said, it's not working, right? We're still having to put money into it. It's not what we want. Our families are taking stress, right? We're, we're here long hours. Like, you know, we're not getting to see our kids as much. And so a year we made a decision. And I feel like that's been a huge success of ours is that uh, we were able to sit down as a family and make a decision and, and not look back at it. Right. And people still ask us to this day, like, man, how did you get through that and stuff? And, and that's all it was. It was, we made a decision and we focused on where we were going and not what had just happened over the last year. Right. We did not let it, uh, you know, take our faith. We did not let it, uh, we did not focus on it. We just said, hey, we're pushing forward. And uh, and just so you guys know, like, we say that we, we you know, turn, like, close the doors and we forgot about it, right? But at the end of the day, like, there was still bills. And even to this day, right, we're three years later, we're still paying bills from that restaurant. Yeah. Mm. But our life from then to now is drastically different, right? So it's not just like saying, close the doors, forget about everything and forget about bills. No. But we do have that ability, and I guess from the first uh, uh, business that we made, that it's like close the doors and we'll figure the rest out later. But we have to move on. Like we can't just sit here and dwell on the debts, dwell on everything. Close the doors, start working on whatever we're going to do next, but figure it out later, yeah. right? And that's kind of what we did, and we're still paying for that, and I'll gladly pay for it because I'm like our life from then now has been tremendously yeah. different. Another Keith Cunningham lesson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what I tell people. I'm like, you guys, <laughs> let me know like when you run a restaurant because you'll know what we went through. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was a huge lesson. It was an absolutely huge lesson. And I think as a family and not to say there weren't fights and there weren't arguments that we had, because obviously like any family, we have had to learn to work together but we've always seen the importance in working together. And um, that just brought us closer together, having to go through that, having to grind through that. And it was, I would say, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in a business perspective. I have never had a business be that tough, be that grind, that grueling, right? And being there long hours and having to figure stuff out and it's not coming out right. And so it really brought us together um, as a family, but we decided literally a year into it, we decided, hey, we're going to, you know, we're, we're done here. Now, mind you, our real estate business had not been together yet. What year was that? That was 2000, 2019. We decided to close it. We, we actually sold it early 2020. Right before the pandemic. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> it's it just my dream. Oh, yeah. We sold it. We got during... COVID the day okay. we sold it. And that's oh, why no we... way. Yeah. How ironic is that? Yeah. Yes. Um, but we we sold it. We moved on. And it was just, hey, we're, we're pushing somewhere else now. Um, our real estate businesses were still apart. Like, my dad was doing his thing with Ruben. My mom was doing her thing. And I was doing my thing in mortgages. But when we broke that up, um, shortly after Ruben and I got together and we said, hey, we we still got to do real estate, dude. Like you still got to feed your family. I got to feed mine. You got your real estate license. I got my mortgage license. Let's find an office somewhere and just get to work. And uh, and that's what we did. So without our parents, we we went on, we found an office and we put our office together. And I just, I think, I think what we did it for 
almost six months on our own. About six months. About six months on our own. And, and we started seeing like huge success. And that's where we really started working on like what is important to our business. What do we want out of this? And really started focusing on our real estate business um, from that point on and, and really caring about, okay, what kind of experience are we giving our clients and how are we moving along through these files? But it was just him and I, you know, I, at this point I had gone into wholesale. Uh, so I didn't have a team behind me. It was, it was literally just us on those phones with the underwriters. There was no processors, no assistants. Like it was just us. We were doing good. I mean, at yeah. one point, we we're closing sixteen loans together by ourselves, just grinding it a out, month. right? A month. a month, yeah. Yeah. And so it's we important were, everybody hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so we were doing great, uh, and that's kind of when we started dreaming more. Now, right, and into the real estate business, not any other business into the real estate business. And I remember we sat down in our office. We had like a third floor, like loft, I would say. It was honestly like just the top of, of a building. Um, and we kind of sat down and we're like, look, man, like we can get a building. Like we can get a building. And, and we kind of started envisioning what people would feel when they walked in the doors. Like we wanted it to be Hispanic, right? And we wanted it to be a, a culture. And, and that's kind of when we started, okay, like we can grow this. Um, and shortly after we were looking for a place because this place had like bugs and stuff and it was terrible to meet clients with. Yeah. So we ended up leaving that lease early because of that. But another, you know, blessing in disguise was the building that we're in now. That was another seller financing deal that we didn't have the money to buy it. We, there, there's, we have no business in being in that building right now, yes. but it was just an opportunity that was thrown our way and we bought it with what, $20,000. Yes. And the rest, you know, is history, but thank God, like it happened because now we're in an awesome building where that we own, we have, we own it. It's our building. We are able to grow in that building. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of opportunities have come from that just being in that space. Um, so yeah. 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 And so, um, obviously we, we always look, you know, for the family way. And then six months later, we, we sat down with our parents and we said, Hey, I remember my dad was in Colombia, and we called him. And we're like, we're putting together a company. Are you in or are you out? <laughs> Seems we, to be a theme question. Yeah. <laughs> and we know everybody did. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so we said we had talked about it before, and it wasn't the first time we had, you know, mentioned, hey, let's join together. But for some reason or another, we none of us, you know, could agree on it. Um, so at that point, it was just like hey, we've agreed on it, whether you're in or you're out, you're going to be in, like, <laughs> we don't care. And it was, it was back to family. Like me and Miguel were doing great, but there's no reason for us to do good without them, right? Mm -hmm. Without how much work we do that they've put in just for us to be in this country, right? Or have these opportunities. Um, so it was, it was going back to that. Like there's no reason for us to do good and have money if they're not doing well, if they're not, you know, flourishing as well. Um, so I think that was huge on getting us all together again. Yeah. And, and, and keep in mind, it's, it wasn't that easy because our parents are divorced. And so yeah, you guys kind of like slipped past that. Yeah. But I think everybody could kind of pick up on it. They were somewhere in the messy middle. Yeah. So they but, were divorced. Yeah. And so, and they were divorced and both married now remarried. And so, to bring them on in a company, it was more than just them saying yes. Like they they had stuff to weigh out, right? They had the fact that they were going to be working together now. And 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 I think that has been a huge success of ours too, that even through 
the divorce and through them remarrying, like we are still, we still hang out together and they still are able to be together in the same room for the sake of us. And I think for the sake of our kids now, um, and, and then being able to also work that out amongst themselves, because we always looked at it. And my biggest thing to us getting together is that if you look at our family, we are all very different. Um, the, obviously we, we kind of have a similarities, but, but, um, in our, in the way that we carry ourselves, we all have different, um, strengths, different strengths. And, and just the more I looked at it, I said, dude, you're good at this. And my mom's good at this. And, you know, my dad's good at this part and I can do this part. And so, um, it was always like, we always looked at like how strong we were in our individual parts. And if we were just able to put that all together and make it work in harmony, it was going to be such a good experience and such a good uh, company. And that's exactly what, what we did is we brought to them and I said, Hey mom, you're good at this. Like, I just need you to focus on that aspect of it. I will take care of the back end of it. The, the more of the processes and things like that. And I was like, Ruben, you know, you're more detail oriented. You can focus on that. And my dad, I was like, dad, you're, you're just so knowledgeable in the industry. We need that, right? We need to know what, how to, how to lead these clients. And so, um, so it really, it, it was, it was a great thing that we all got together because of our strengths. But I think even just starting out too, obviously it, it, there was a point where we had to all figure out, okay, where do we, where do we stand so we're not stepping on each other's toes in in your areas? And I feel like today we have found such a harmony within that mm-hmm. it, where everybody just knows I don't need to come in and, you know, and go, hey, is he doing what he's supposed to be doing? Is she like, we don't do that. We just come in and we know, hey, we're all pushing the same way. I know that you got your stuff that you're working on. I got my stuff that I'm working on. And, I, and honestly, that feeling of it, it has has been so good and and it's really led us to to the success that we have felt lately I love it I love it and I love walking into your office because it has such a great vibe Mm. it really does and you can sense the love of family throughout the whole thing and so I think I, I will say kudos to both of you because you have created something that's very special and very unique yeah thank you so what would your older self say to your younger self if you had the opportunity to give one piece of advice when you very first started out in this what what would you say what's your experienced self say to your inexperienced self yeah i i think for me it would be um it'd be focus it'd be focus more and um get more disciplined in what you're doing. I feel like that is the ultimate goal that I'm always looking for is that, that, that self-discipline, that, that part of myself, I do think, you know, we, we have goals that we want to achieve, but we always have those moments of weakness that, uh, and that is the aspect that I think I see my older self figuring out is the, the focus and just saying, Hey, focus more. And I know that if we can do that, then we can achieve so much more. Love it. Ruben, what about you? Yeah, I think focus is huge. Um, I think one thing I would say is everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how hard it feels at the time and, yeah. and and how hard, you know, the decision is to move on or or things like that, like everything's going to be all right, right? There's work to it and you got to grind, but 
everything's going to be all right. So as long as you know that you're going to push forward no matter what, like you'll figure it out. Love you'll that. figure it out. And I, you've told me before, like on the MREA, it says um, that it's simple, right? Not easy. It's mm -hmm. simple. And, and really, I think we make it harder than it actually needs to be. It is simple, right? You make your calls, you do the things you don't, don't let this noise get into your head, right? It's simple. It's not easy, but it, it is, a, it is a simple process. And I think in these moments, especially with right now, what's happening in the market, we really need to go back to that. It's like, simplify. Hey, just simplify it. I just mm -hmm. need to get up, do the things that I need to do, make the calls that I need to make. And like Ruben said, know and trust that it's going to be all right if I do these things, right? Yes. If I don't do these things and if I don't simplify it for myself and if I don't, you know, work on my mindset and let this noise start getting into my mindset, then it's going to get hard. But it's it really is simple. Mm -hmm. It's just getting it done. I agree. The hard part. I agree. So tell everyone how they can follow you guys on social media how do they find out more about you yeah so um i am instagram tiktok all of those um my handle is andres a-n-d-r-z and then gomez gmz and yeah all of our pages are on there and yeah follow some of our videos we we constantly talk about um what we are doing to to kind of get past these moments and how we're delivering some value mm -hmm. Yeah, and just like that, mine is uh, rubengomez.801. That's my Instagram. That's mostly where I put all my stuff. Um, but you'll notice, I mean, all of our companies are, are combined. Uh, we we own the mortgage and the real estate. So uh, we post a lot of, of both sides of it, not just one or the other. Um, so yeah, please follow us. One of the things that I think is a common thread for you guys is you're very solutions oriented. It's like, yeah, that happened okay, not exactly the way we had it planned out, but here's here's some solutions and this is what we're solution-based thinkers. Yeah. Do you think that the public right now is just really looking for people to lead them and have solutions? Absolutely. It's it's a huge part of it. And I, and you know, regardless of what is happening, obviously it's real for everybody, right? I can't say it, it hasn't affected my business, um, but if but people still need solutions people still need that voice right it, everybody's talking about the doomsday and, and i know we've talked about it before where it's like what everybody's talking about is interest rates are high and houses are high in this but if you're able to be that voice within that that says hey no there's opportunity mm -hmm. and that's been a huge success of ours is that when this all started we sat down and we said we are not going to go into this mindset of oh homes are high interest rates are high we are going to go into the mindset that there is opportunity. And that is our message to any one of our clients, which we really believe. And we believe that if you look at the market, there is opportunity in the market, right? And that is what we tell our clients. We don't, we don't buy into the rates are high. We don't buy into all this stuff. It's just, there's opportunity. Hey, what's the market like? There's opportunity in it, right? There's opportunity right now. And so it really is what you are telling yourself and what you're telling your, your people. And I think what's crazy is I'm a numbers guy. So in our office, I have the numbers of what we close, what we've made, whatever it is. And just looking at that, because we're going to the end of the year, we had a better year this year than last year. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes down to that. 
once everybody started talking about there's no business, all my clients are out, we shifted that and said, there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. And in our office, like I remember we would walk in early this year, not early, but through the summer and stuff where it was hard and say, whatever is out there, you do not bring it in this office. Like all we know in this office is we close and we close and we close, right? Um, so I think that's very important. Not let other people influence your thoughts, not let other people influence how you work, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you might know that your pipeline doesn't have anybody, but are you still working, right? Or is that letting you or stopping you from actually working that day or, or you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's huge. And and luckily it is four of us in the office where if one of them is down, one of us is down, the other three easily is like, get no. out of it, get out of it, like, yes. get your ass to work, sorry, get to, get to work, right, and it's that kind of, like, don't, don't do money. Yeah, we're not going to dwell on that, and we have had it, you know, where, you know, just like anybody else, we have our moments of weakness, where I've come to him, and I'm like, dude, have you heard of what's happening, and he's like, no, he's like, <laughs> We <laughs> cannot afford that here, right? And, right, and so, it's, so if you do need to find somebody like that, find coaching, find somebody that will get you out of that mindset. I'm not saying that we don't go into it, but I do, like you said, there's four of us. And for all four of us to be in a doomsday type, it, it's hard, it's right? It's never happened yet. It so. hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so be that voice, right? And and find that person that you know you can call and be like, hey, stuff is really hard out here. And he can tell you, no, there's opportunity. And and that'll make a huge difference in the way that, that your business goes for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like that's a mic drop moment. I feel like that's a beautiful way to end this. <laughs> the only last thing I want to ask is what are you reading right now? Yeah. Um, so I am reading The Mountain is You right now. And I just barely started, but there's already so many good parts. And I feel like I've been on a quest right now of understanding uh, of more of that self-development of like, all right, we have had some success on the outer world. We need to figure this out on this inner world, right? Mm-hmm. And, and get some stuff done here. And so. I love that. Yeah. Ruben, what about you? So I'm actually terrible at reading. I'm still trying to finish the, the book I started this year, but it's Relentless. And it's a book about Kobe Bryant's uh, trainer, right? Mm -hmm. And he explains how Kobe Kobe Bryant trained and what he saw in him and things like that. And I think business and Kobe Bryant just have a way of, you know, being together, being together. Mm -hmm. And just that mentality that he had that is relentless, right? Um, So I feel like that's a, that's been an awesome book and I'm trying to finish it, but Awesome. And it's a quick read too. So I just suck at reading, but we'll get it done. <laughs> okay. we'll get it done. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, it is such a privilege to hang out with you. And I, I love you both dearly. I've watched you right from the very beginning. And I feel like that's a huge gift for me. So thank you, um, thank you so much for coming and doing this with us. And uh, I hope you guys have a great day. Okay. Thank Yay. you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.